Hey, you are listening to Daily Discoveries, and this is Oscar. And this is Sanjana. This is the podcast where we discuss scientific articles weekly from the science section of the Daily. Right, so this week I'm going to begin talking about a pretty unique and interesting topic that I wanted to discuss, and it's about sand. Apparently sand is something that we come across every day, even though we might not even realize it, and even though we might not actually be near a typical sand store such as a beach. But sand is actually in a lot of our everyday items, such as glass, asphalt, electronic chips, and everything made out of concrete, but even a lot of things that you would not expect, such as solar panels and wind turbines, are actually based on sand, which obviously highlights our very large dependence on sand. And this makes sand the third most used natural resource by humans in the world, only after water and air, which, I mean, yeah, that's pretty incredible. Okay, well, why am I telling you this? What's, what's the big deal? Well, this is because we actually use 50 billion tons of sand a year, which is double of what the Earth can produce in a year, sustainably, or naturally. And how we usually get the sand is that we mine it from seas, beaches, lakes, or rivers, or from static land-based environments, such as ancient river deposits and rock quarries. Mining sand also poses some risks, such as erosion in riverbanks by removing too much sand, and this increases the risk of flooding. Researchers from the University of Geneva and from the Sustainable Minerals Institute at the University of Queensland, Australia, have done research on this, and they may have come up with a sustainable alternative to the sand that we usually use. And... The material that they came up with, they call ore sand. The production of this ore sand could reduce mineral mining waste. Mineral mining waste is actually the largest waste stream in the world at 30 to 60 billion tons and is produced by mining for certain metals. It could also reduce the carbon emissions produced when mining sand. Obviously, it requires a lot of machinery to mine this sand. And this comes at a time when we will be switching from fossil fuels to renewable energy sources. So we will stop mining coal. However, we will be mining for more rare metals. So mining waste is something that will not really go away. And so this is where this ore sand, it takes advantage of this, where the byproduct of this mining is what ore sand is. It obviously requires some purification and some processing, but instead of having tons of this waste created when we mine for um, certain materials, we actually create sand, which we use in almost everything. So yeah, that is a creative solution by them. And there's only a slight problem to this, and that is the transportation of this, of this ore sand from these various sites. However, it is looking already pretty promising because for it to be sustainable and for it to actually have a good impact in terms of greenhouse gases, these ore sites have to be 
within a hundred kilometers of places or sites that use a lot of sand and 50% of these or sites are already within a hundred kilometers, 50% in the world. And so, yeah. So what makes these ore sands more sustainable again compared to normal sand? So normal sand, you're, you're just like digging off of riverbanks from all these places that I mentioned earlier. Whereas ore sand is already a huge, or the byproduct of like mining is ore sand. Oh, okay. But usually it's just this huge waste that we just leave in places. But they're taking advantage of this and through some purifying techniques, they're turning this waste product into sand that we can use. Is it more available than normal sand? I mean, no, but at the same time, we're creating 30 to 60 billion tons of it a year, which mm -hmm. is roughly around the um, use of sand every year, which is 50 billion tons. Interesting. So we do create enough for us to use all of it. And yeah. I think it's like a, it's a huge problem that I think a lot of people don't really yeah, I didn't realize um, how many carbon emissions are produced when mining sand, just normal sand. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it just, I mean, it makes sense. It's a huge, I think they actually said it was like 50 billion gigatons. That's like an estimate. Gigatons of CO2 emissions or carbon emissions, which is a huge part. And I don't know how we haven't really thought of this before. I feel like it's a pretty simple solution. Yeah, I just am wondering, like, you've had this, what, ore sand waste for so long, and yeah. you never thought about doing anything We just put it in it. piles, and instead, now we can just use that to make the material. Yeah. And they say that once they've done the purification processes, they did all these analyses where they check and compare it to regular sand. Mm -hmm. And it is, it's a slightly different color, so maybe our concrete will look, like, slightly different, I don't know. But it's the almost the exact same composition. What? And yeah, sorry. Uh, do you know like the specifics of the purification process? Like the pure no, I do not know. I did not look that deep, but I do know like what the sand is made up of mostly, which I thought was pretty mm -hmm. interesting. So I was like, what is sand even? Yeah. Well, it's a mix of a bunch of minerals, but it's mostly silicon oxide, like ninety percent, mm -hmm. and then like nine percent iron oxide, and there's very little trace metals, which is good and very important because. Sand is actually used for water purification, for example. So you can't really have it like large amounts of trace heavy metals. Yeah. Obviously, I think um, the purification process is pretty complicated. But I actually had to watch. So I got this article from Science Daily. And then to understand more about this ore sand, because I didn't really explain it, I had to find like a presentation that this project did on YouTube, which was actually very helpful. <laughs> yeah, because I was just thinking about since there's like 50 billion tons they have to purify like mm -hmm. is that like possible to do yes they yeah because they've already actually tried it so they tried it on a mining mining site in brazil and that's when they like tested to see if it would actually work and it, it was yeah it was efficient enough okay. i think the only really problem is that some places are like far away in terms of transportation or so transporting this ore sand mm -hmm. might be difficult in terms of greenhouse gases, but then let's just make electric trucks and we can figure that out. <laughs> I don't know. So, yeah. So I found another interesting article from Science Daily called Old Skin Cells Reprogrammed Regain Youthful Function. 
So researchers have created a new method to rejuvenate skin cells and rewind them back by 30 years while still retaining the function for the cell. And this research falls within the field of regenerative medicine, which is focused on repair and replacing old cells. And a major discovery in this field was stem cells, in which a process was developed to create stem cells that should be able to be differentiated as any cell type. And the method these scientists used is a little different to stem cell methods in that they did not completely re reprogram the cell and cause it to lose its specialized function. They were able to keep the cell's specialized function, but also make it biologically younger. So while stem cell reprogramming can take around 50 days, this new method only takes around 13 days. And at 13 days, the cell loses their age-related changes and also some of their function, which will return after growing in normal conditions. And to check if the cell was younger, the scientists looked for two major changes. One was the epigenetic clock, which are chemical tags on the genome that signify age. And the second was transcriptome, which are gene readouts from the cell. And using these two criteria, the researchers determined that the cell had the same profiles as those that were 30 years younger. And they tested the cells further by creating a cut in the layer of the cells and observing how long it took to heal, and it was faster than the older cells. And the researchers are not completely sure about the mechanisms that allowed for these cells to be reprogrammed, and further research is required, such as identifying which specific parts of the genome are involved. However, this method can lead to new therapeutics being developed to treat age-related diseases and symptoms, such as Alzheimer's and cataracts. Wow, that's pretty cool. It seems like it's quite far away from being able to be applied to humans. Yes, uh, it's still in the research process, right. the development process. No, yeah. right, but it's still very interesting and something that sounds quite reasonable within the next, I don't know, 50 years. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Pretty crazy. So I guess, what is the goal of this study? Just to try to create skin cells that are younger, but also not completely turn them back into stem cells and then back into skin cells. It's more so they don't, yeah, they don't go all the way back to stem cells again and so they yeah, so they the, remain yeah so what's yeah. yeah so but stem cells it's like you can make them into any type of cell you need them to be uh, with this one they're just trying to make your skin cells younger so that they can work more efficiently than if they were older so it's the whole point they wanted to keep its function but just be like younger yeah yeah and more efficient so yeah so over time these skin cells accumulate more methylation on their DNA and that kind of signifies age? I think so, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, you said that the, these younger cells, they heal faster? Mm -hmm. Is that just one of their... That's just a fact that younger cells are able to heal faster? I mean, I guess that makes sense, but... Um, yeah, they found that they move to, into the gap faster than older cells, so yeah, they're more efficient when they're younger. Right. Yeah. I don't know much about cell aging. But that's very cool. Mm -hmm. The only thing I, yeah, the only thing I think of is like telomeres, like when it comes to aging. I feel like that's a huge thing. And also, it says that the cells um, looked younger too. So I was wondering if, you know, in the future, if we possibly did this, could you make yourself look younger even if you're older? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that, I think that's. What if the, you could make yourself look 30 years younger? Yeah, that would become very, I feel like, controversial. <laughs> Um, I mean, people get like plastic surgery. It's the same thing. Now. It's just a yeah. fancy genetic 
kind of plastic surgery. Yeah, I, I did some research, but the telomeres, like, the, every time I sell copies, the telomeres get shorter at the end of, mm-hmm. yeah, genes. And I guess eventually they get shorter. So I feel like they must do something with the telomeres if... I think there is something involved. I don't know if they're exactly it's looking different. at that as one of the changes. Yeah. I wonder how much science is going into, like, aging now. Or we're getting, like, close to the technology where, like, we can almost stop aging. Uh, I feel like that is a field that a lot of people have interest in, so... Yeah, because, I mean, no one wants to die. Yeah, no one wants to. <laughs> or most people, I don't know, most people don't want to die, so, yeah. But, like, it also has, like, other change. It also has, like, other uses, and, like, you can heal wounds faster. Mm-hmm. So, it's useful for that. What if you have, like, damaged skin cells? You can, like, fix that. Yep, damaged skin cells. If no. you have problems, like, healing... I wonder if they can, like, replace the, your skills with, like, these new ones yeah, to fix that. that's interesting. And I guess this study is only on skin cells. This was mainly on skin cells, yeah. Yeah. So I wonder if skin cells are easier to manipulate. I or mean, maybe I easier think... to, like, see the results. Maybe. Of the study for. I'm not sure. I mean, that's what you see when you look at people or their skin. No, exactly, so... yeah. But it's not it's yeah. not the most important part. Yeah. I mean, the skin is obviously a very important uh, organ. Yeah, but also, like, maybe if you have, like, internal organ damage. Yeah, like, help heart cells, I think, yeah. it could be a huge one. Shout yeah. out to our last podcast. For these, this one, they're just, like, trying to keep the function. I think stem cells is, like, they use it to make you something new, like, make a new organ. Yeah, like, stem nutrition. cells, exactly. Stem cells are pluripotent, so they can turn be turned into anything. Mm-hmm. And then... What they said in this, you basically said that... Are you talking about differentiation? Yeah. Yeah, these ones... They did not completely reprogram, but they went a couple steps back. Okay, that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to Daily Discoveries.